What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 719. In this episode, I'll discuss the feasibility of peripheral vasopressors. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 719. Vasopressors are traditionally administered via central line only due to concerns about extravasation and tissue damage, including necrosis, when they are given via a peripheral line. However, central lines can be time-consuming to place and have a risk of complication during placement and subsequent infection. In addition, some patients may need vasopressors at a low dose or for a short period of time and have no other indication for central line placement. This leads many clinicians to consider the peripheral administration of vasopressors for a subset of hypotensive, critically ill patients. Some publications in the past few years have suggested that under the right circumstances, peripheral administration of vasopressors in select patients does not have a high risk of extravasation injury. One institution has recently published their experience using peripheral vasopressors at conservative doses in select ICU patients in the form of a retrospective chart review study. The dosing guidelines set by the hospital for peripheral vasopressor use in ICU patients were as follows. Norepinephrine at a dose of 16 mics per minute or less. Phenylephrine at a dose of 200 mics per minute or less. Vasopressin at a dose of 0.04 units per minute or less. And epinephrine at a dose of 0.1 mics per kilo per minute or less. Patients could not be on more than one vasopressor, and there were several restrictions placed on the peripheral line that could be used, including, but not limited to, the peripheral IV site must be in an upper extremity proximal to the wrist, no anacube sites could be used, the line must be dedicated to the vasopressor only, and another peripheral line must be placed prior to starting the vasopressor. The peripheral site must be on the opposite extremity as the blood pressure cuff, and the duration of peripheral vasopressors must be 72 hours or less. And finally, the concentrations of vasopressors used were as follows. Norepinephrine at a concentration of 32 mics per ml, phenylephrine at a concentration of 160 mics per ml, vasopressin at a concentration of 0.4 units per ml, and epinephrine at a concentration of 16 mics per ml. A total of 79 patients were analyzed. For all vasopressors except epinephrine, the average infusion dose was below the hospital's dosing guidelines. Only three epinephrine infusions were in the cohort, and two of them averaged above the guideline limit of 0.1 mics per kilo per minute. The 79 patients actually had 129 orders for peripheral vasopressors, and much of the analysis in the study is done per order and not per patient. Excursions above the guideline dose limits occurred during 23 of the 129 orders, and 7 of the orders were run for longer than the 72 hours set in the guideline. No patient in the study cohort required treatment for extravasation, and the bedside team taking care of each patient never documented an extravasation event. The study reviewers did, however, note three possible cases of extravasation when looking back at the care team's notes. A patient receiving norepinephrine at six mics per minute at hour 28 was documented to have phlebitis slash erythema at the access site. 
a patient with phenylephrine 160 mics per minute at hour 76 was documented to have infiltration or skin blanching and edema less than one inch in size. And a patient with epinephrine at hour 62 was also documented to have infiltration and skin blanch edema less than one inch in size. Just over half the patients, 57%, did not go on to require a central line um, that was placed in the ICU stay. If these patients otherwise would have received a central line placement for vasopressors, this represents a substantial reduction in central line placement with the use of peripheral vasopressors. However, the authors do note that during the study period, central line placement in all patients seemed to be less frequent than usual, so the benefit of reduced central line placement may be not quite as great as the study suggests. The hospital concluded that peripheral vasopressors, used according to their conservative dosing protocol, was safe to continue on a larger scale. And this study represents a real-world implementation of peripheral vasopressors, and while the sample size is small, it seems to confirm three previously published systematic reviews, which I do have linked in the show notes, that suggest there are circumstances where peripheral vasopressor use is safe. To access my free download area with 20 different resources to help you in your practice, go to PharmacyJoe.com free. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of The Elective Rotation.